Hello and welcome to today's Unpacked Short. I'm Charlie Pickles and I'm of course joined by Peter Franklin. Hello Peter. Hi Charlie. And today we have a very special guest all the way over from America, our US flyover editor, Henry Olsen. Hello Henry. Hello Charlie. So, the unpack we are going to be discussing is about the Wizard of Oz, which was a very popular piece uh, on the site, as Peter's pieces always are. Um, and specifically, it was a piece that, Peter, you were looking at, um, which was written by Badisha, who also writes for Unheard, um, uh, in The Guardian. And it was looking at the sort of comparisons, I guess, with the Wizard of Oz tale to American politics today. Can you explain a little bit about what Badisha was arguing? Um, well, um, she was, I mean, she's clearly a big fan of The Wizard of Oz. Um, so it wasn't one of those pieces that um, sort of um, discerns all sorts of problems with a, a cultural classic. Um, rather, she was seeing in it lots of powerful symbols of the current state of world politics. And um, she especially identified the wizard in The Wizard of Oz with um, Donald Trump. Um, and uh, I think she called him um, uh, a bloviated coward who relies on self-aggrandizement and empty shows of power to cow the people. Now, of course, if you remember the film, the wizard was this awesome character who was revealed to be actually you know, not much. He was just sitting behind a, a curtain and all sorts of smokes and smoke and mirrors and, and, and other effects made him appear to be this amazing, uh, scary, terrifying character. But in fact, he was just an ordinary guy who was pulling a fast one. And I, I want to come back um, in a moment to Henry to talk about whether actually that's a fair comparison um, and or rather whether it's a, a little bit more complicated than that. But before I do that, Peter, um, you actually talk about the fact that when the Wizard of Oz, I should say the wonderful uh, Wizard of Oz was originally written back in 1900, so uh, really quite an old uh, book, it was written with an allegorical purpose. Yes. And specifically you talk about um, a theory laid out by Henry Littlefield, which is, which is just quite fantastic. Can you just talk us through what uh, the wonderful Wizard of Oz in Henry Littlefield's mind was actually about? Yes. Well, the book, which was, um, uh, as you say, much earlier than the film, 40 years earlier, was um, apparently, in theory, uh, looking at the, uh, or allegorising the politics of the late the American politics of the late 19th century and um, and in particular the populist movement um, at the time there was a third party in American politics that was very that was disrupting the, the the sort of familiar Republican Democrats duopoly um, and one of its big issues was monetary policy um, at the time the dollar was on the gold standard um, and the populists wanted it to be uh, wanted it to be backed up by silver as well as gold, a policy known as bimetallism, um, and that basically would have made the money supply broader. It would have uh, probably lowered interest rates um, and probably have caused some inflation as well. All of which is good for people that 
Odette, like the farmers, the poor farmers of the Midwest, and not so good for the financial establishment on the East Coast to whom the money was owed. So it was very much about who does this policy, who is it biased in favour of? And the populists of what was then America's flyover country, and in many ways still is, um, they wanted reform to um, shift the balance back their way. And Henry, I mean, when you listen to that description, which Peter's given, which was Henry Littlefield's uh, originally, I mean, it does seem quite striking how if we just ignore the fact that that was, you know, uh, about a book written in the 1900s, it, it could be about today. So we're talking about uh, effectively what we have now as a new populist era, but it's the sort of same people pitting uh, themselves against others. It, it's, it's almost geographically the same even and the same sorts of issues we're looking at. Yes, I, I've always enjoyed the allegorical reading of The Wizard of Oz, uh, and I think there's a lot to you know to bear witness to what's going on today, which is uh, not so much bimetallism and monetary policy, but a, uh, a poor and honest uh, farming and uh, manufacturing class that is being impoverished by a great city or a great set of cities that has built an institutional rule to make sure that wealth flows down the yellow brick road to them yes. uh, as opposed to uh, uh, to the people who have actually earned it. And of course in the story, uh, through their pluck and moxie and courage, these honest people retake what's rightfully theirs and cast out the evil wizards and so forth and retake uh, control of their own destiny. Uh, and that is uh, exactly how the people who support Donald Trump see the current day. And Peter, I mean, there is there is still a very direct comparison with monetary policy specifically as well. That's right, because the yellow brick wall, um, road represented gold, and the silver slippers. I mean, you met from the from the film. Of course, they were the ruby slippers, and I think that was to take advantage of of technicolor and uh, show that off to the best effect but in the original story they were silver so you had the silver and the gold the emerald city well green money <laughs> the green back the dollar um and um and even oz was supposedly um stands for ounce which is what gold and silver are still measured in ounces although some people say that the author got got the idea for the name because he just saw an encyclopedia that said O to Z on it. <laughs> so that's disputed. But you can see all sorts of other allegories in it, like the Tin Man represents the uh, the regimented industrialised workers of the manufacturing areas. And the scarecrow represents the poor farmers, you know, out Midwest and the, and, and, and the South and further West and, and, and places like that. So everything stands for something, um, which is, um, you know, it seems too much of a coincidence, all of these things, not to have been an allegory. And Henry, going back to then this idea uh, that we started with of... Trump being the Wizard mm -hmm. of Oz, um, and obviously Badisha takes a negative view of that. Um, we were talking earlier, and actually, 
you have a I'm trying to avoid saying a kind of slightly more nuanced view but a, but, but a way of looking at it that could be a bit more positive yeah well the, the thing to remember is that the wizard gets unmasked but he's actually very good hearted he calls himself a humbug and it turns out that he too was from the United States he's a humbug from Nebraska who uh, was in his balloon and uh, was landed in Oz and he throughout the quest the uh, scarecrow wants a brain and the cowardly lion wants courage and the uh, tin man wants a heart and the wizard gives them to him yeah, he recognizes that they already had them uh, but they didn't have the confidence so he finds a way to ennoble them and give them the confidence to actually be the ruler and when he leaves he turns over the rule of Oz to the trio of the scarecrow and the cowardly lion and the wizard this is not somebody who is trying to rule over them he is somebody who found himself in a difficult situation, established some his own safety, and then uh, gave the rule of the empire over to the average people of middle America, of flyover country, who were perfectly capable of ruling themselves. And, I mean, Peter, you make the point at the end of your Unpacked, and I do recommend everybody checks it out and, and reads it at unheard.com, but you make the point that... Um, you know, part of the appeal, in fact, a very large part of the appeal of Trump to those uh, poor f- farmers and, and, and kind of poor manufacturers um, in the comparison is that Trump is not disparaging them. You know, tr- Trump hasn't stood up and said, you people need to change, you know, you need to change your kind of backward views. And that, in a sense, that that in and of itself has been enough to give him this sort of um, status and support but, you know, maybe that is where the comparison does slightly diverge if the Wizard of Oz um, genuinely helped, uh, you know, the, the, the merry band of, of um, uh, people who'd gone up the, the road um, to find in themselves the, the heart and the brain and et cetera that they had. How far is Trump really helping those people that he's saying that he represents? Well, there is, of course, the great embarrassment for Trump of... Um, several GM factories closing down. Um, and, you know, in, in terms of trade, he said trade policy, um, he said that he'd, you know, fix things so that American workers, um, especially in the manufacturing sector, weren't being um, driven out by cheap Chinese um, imports. Um, and the signs that that is that that is working is you know it doesn't look that good yes we're on an upswing economically and jobs are being created but evidence that they're high paid high skilled jobs in manufacturing that's not quite so strong um so whether the um economic condition of trump's new supports, um, the people that he won the election with, um, is improving, is very much open to question. Um, And if it doesn't, then, yeah, Trump will look like the wizards, exposed as someone whose bluster actually doesn't amount to very much. And Henry, adding to that list of things that perhaps haven't uh, ended up helping the the kind of I guess what we'd see as the core Trump supporters are the Republican tax cuts which is the sort of economic policy which um, sort of slightly use your phrase at the start is the kind of yellow brick road flowing to those who already have wealth if you look mm-hmm. at the, the numbers of where that uh, where the value of those tax cuts are going it is to the wealthy. 
Well, you know, the theory is that both these trade negotiations, which are still undergoing, uh, and the tax cuts will eventually lead to greater investment. And I'd say the jury is out on both of those. Uh, certainly the early suggestion is that the tax cuts have not produced, have produced more of a demand side effect than a investment led effect. Uh, and, but I don't think we'll know for another few years because certainly it's only been nine months since they took effect and about a year since we uh, knew that they were going to happen. And large corporations plan much farther in advance than that. Uh, but, uh, the fact is Trump has governed inconsistently, and he took the old uh, nostrums of, uh, of, of the denizens of the Emerald City and pastiched them on with his own new ones to create something uh, that's different and will f- remain to be seen whether or not it'll work. Thank you very much. Uh, we have run out of time, but a fascinating discussion. Um, thank you very much, Peter and Henry. Um, Thank you uh, for listening. We very much hope you enjoyed it. Please do rate this podcast if you did. um, And also remember to subscribe if you haven't already. Mm